You're listening to Life and Leadership, A Conscious Journey, the podcast that shares wisdom and strength. Join your host, Dr. Michelle St. Jane's weekly conversation on how to have a positive impact for people, planet, and the wider world. If you want to live a life of intention, be proactive with your time, and bring your vision for the future to life one today at a time, you are in the right place at the right time. Let's get started. Speakers Association started on the 11th of January in 2011. This is a place where women can bring their messages out and about around the world. They're empowered to be authentically and honorably expressing themselves and to feel part of a thriving, prosperous business and something greater in the world. I like Women Speakers Association because it lets women take ownership of who they are and step into their leadership. Why? My audience is global leaders, and this one's for women. I believe the WSA provides valuable connections, networking, peers with possibilities and collaborations. It's a tremendous opportunity to share your message, the WSA message, and an avenue for empowering global women leaders to be visible and express their authority. Today, global visionary Gail Watson joins me. She is the president and CEO of Women Speakers Association. Gail, I'm really grateful to have you here today. Can you tell my audience who do you serve and why? Well, good to be here today. Thanks so much for having me. Women Speakers Association, who we serve is women. And we serve women messengers who are their speakers. They are authors. They are experts in what they are doing. Yeah, I love one of your theme, Voices of the 21st Century. I certainly have found my virtual podium with my podcast and taking all of my intelligentsia, my experiences, my wisdom, and just putting it out into the hub, into the digital sands of time. Yeah, I'm a delighted brand new member of Women Speakers Association and so grateful at the engagement and the opportunities in this time of sheltering in place and virtual work and that sort of thing. So Women Speakers Association has allowed me to really enjoy still networking and meeting people and sharing my expertise. So I've been especially inspired by the engagement and the opportunities that are offered with this group. And I really want to share it with global women leaders because I suspect like me, they could be just a little bit isolated. So I'm really delighted to have you, who I think is called the heart behind WSA. How is this conceived and involved? Well, and thank you for all those beautiful, kind words. And I'm glad that you're being able to leverage what's happening because you're right. We are in a time where our world is disconnected. And one of our missions has been to build connection in this disconnected world right now, to stay connected. It's so important to have community around you. I, we, we were just sharing with some of our team leads that each year, you know, each year when you start up the new year, we always find a, a word that, you know, and it could be momentum and it could be a build or, you know, investment. This year, it's to serve and to protect. And it's to really stand in service to our members. Everybody is experiencing this time at a different rate. So, you know, some businesses are excelling and, and taking off and they're just have people are busier than ever. And we want to really serve and help those women get out and, and get more. But then there's others who are experiencing the exact opposite. And it's important to really serve and hold them in a place of protection. 
And when I talk about protection to serve and to protect, what I'm saying is when an entrepreneur, we, I mean, we go into our business as women, we build our business because we have a passion and we want to serve and we want to give. And when that's taken away from us, or we have to shelf it because life happens, however it shows up, it takes away from us. So when we first started uh, Women Speakers Association over, well, we are 10 and a half years now. (laughs) And prior to that, I was going through a caregiving situation with my mother with Alzheimer's and my business absolutely crashed big time. And it was just because life happens as a daughter and needed to care for my mom. I took a vow and I wrote it on my bio when we were launching the website. I I took a vow and I said, no woman's business shall go down just because life happens. Because it happens all the, you know, stuff's thrown at us all the time. And now we're all happen to be thrown into the same pot at the exact same time. But that was one of the founding reasons or my, that was my drive, my passion to do this is to serve that way. And also the big part was to give the everyday voice platform. We're not celebrities. We don't have tens of millions of dollars to dump into marketing campaigns. We're just passionate women who are gifted with a message that needs to get out. So this is, this platform started that way. And it is truly a gift to all of us, I believe as women, because it has developed into really the number one visibility platform for women in the world. When I look at, look at the makeup of your members, I see living legends in the making. You know, there is a lot of celebration in place for men who are celebrated for what they do. But women, I've noticed over the centuries, because I'm a closeted historian, how women can be key players, yet invisible and impactful. So I really appreciate that the WSA stands for learning and how to create a sacred space and to celebrate your visibility and credibility as a woman. So tell us a little bit about your leadership history, because I'm kind of curious, where did you come from to get here? (laughs) Okay, (laughs) where did I... uh... My background is I was one of those people that in my early day bounced around from different job to job to job just because I would get bored. And it was interesting because back then, and I mean, we're going back to 20s and is that people used to think that was unstable or flaky, right? But really what I realized then, what I now know now is that's the spirit of an entrepreneur is when, when they're just, they have to feed their soul. But I grew up blue collar family and I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was. I went all through corporate Sales was my, my, the common thread that ran through everything. I just enjoyed being around people. I didn't enjoy being in the office. I like, I was a feet on the street kind of girl, you know, and meet and greet and build relationships. And that's always been my core foundation. And as going high up in the ranks, I got into executive level selling. Those are multi seven figure deals, three, four year sales cycles, really a, a strong go. And it was during a sudden, a company takeover that all of a sudden, all the top performers were gone, were invited to leave the company. In fact, I was celebrated in the top 50 out of 1500 people on the beaches of Bermuda. 90 days later, I was terminated. And for a high performer and somebody who had never been let go before, that was devastating. 
because I had put my heart, my soul, my everything, my time into this organization. And I was hitting all of them are exceeding and was just dropped because of politics, you know, from a, a takeover with our number one competitor at the time. So I knew then that because I had dumped so much and sacrificed so much, I never wanted to do that again. And then got introduced into the world of entrepreneurs. And when I did, it was very interesting. It was an interesting transition because then I finally felt like I was home. I wasn't considered having wild ideas were embraced. You know, it wasn't considered anything foreign and it was just that freedom. So never look back. It was the greatest gift ever to have gone through that. And so that's, that's my background, the story that not too many people know about actually. I firmly believe in sharing my wisdom hard-earned, sharing how redundancy can actually mean a redirection, not a rejection, sharing how, how it shaped my mindset as a leader, realizing that people short on values could have huge impacts on your life. And I was a woman who was the primary breadwinner for my family, and I was the first one going to university. And actually at 50, I decided to do a doctorate because I didn't feel I wanted to oh, leverage myself into a cubby hole or a, you know, a C-suite. I wanted to allow myself to be a stratospheric thinker because those are my skills. And I really relate to what you said about how I used to jump around every two years. I got bored. Once I learned it all and I had performed, I had outlived my place. I had cleared 10-year backlogs. I had dealt with litigations and arbitrations worldwide and resolved them. You know, I got the job done, but I wasn't there to stay because there was more to learn and explore. And somebody reminded me that some of us live in the spirit of our super geniuses and we have more than one, which is typically an entrepreneur, exactly as you said. So it can certainly change how you see yourself as a leader and also your mindset because you may not um, wish to be defined by a redundancy and rejection and consider it, aha, I can get back on my conscious journey in terms of a redirection. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it makes such a difference in your true happiness level. I'd always heard that going through, you know, career, oh, do what you love and, you know, the money will flow. And while I, I would enjoy the jobs I did, they didn't fuel me in the way that I'm fueled now. Like I look forward to going to sleep at night just so I can get up in the morning and do it all over again and talk to different people from around the world and meet new women and hear amazing ideas. I mean, that, that fills your, your soul, right? And there's no price tag on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have to confess secret thoughts here. I now listen to my soul, not the current leadership rhetoric mm -hmm. and management rhetoric and strategy and risk management. I firmly believe in saying, okay, what is my soul going to tell me about the journey I'm on? Is it the right journey? Is it the right one for me? Is it how I can best show up and serve? So I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle with that imposter syndrome. Like if I read my CV or I'm listening to someone say my bio to introduce me, I'm like, who's that? I'm not meant to be here. <laughs> I want to meet her. <laughs> So what was your leader realization moment? Well, that's interesting that you asked that. And I, I don't even know if it's a moment. Because just as you were talking about your CV and hearing your title, even back in corporate, 
I used to ask, please don't put a title on my card. And I don't know why, because it was the rules. You have to have a title. And I've always felt uncomfortable with titles because titles, I think, are communication blockers. And because people will see you when they see the title, it's a label. And some people will just want to be with you just because of that label. And then others may be even more intimidated to not approach you because of your label. So it can have all sorts of different kinds of effects. So you'll quite often, I have a name badge with Women Speakers Association. I don't put on my title because I just want to remain open. And I don't even know if I'm answering your question here, but (laughs) I can absolutely relate. I'm all about attraction as opposed to promotion. Yeah. I'm more interested in the people that cross my path, a fabulous conversation, a chance to be curious, a chance to connect without mm-hmm. it being about how can you help me build on, you know, let's do a deal, be marketed to. I really like people, but I'm not crazy about being hard sold into, into the next business opportunity. Absolutely. And it is, I would rather, and I I say this, uh, it's very, it's been interesting in Women Speakers Association. I've had business analysts come in and when they analyze, you know, what we do and I make it a, a thing to talk to every single person before they join as a member to talk, just talk to them. And I get on a call and I say, who are you? What do you do? You know, and how can I be the best support to you? And I want to know what they need to see if we can even support them or provide them with any resource. But just those conversations, and quite literally, they are every day. They happen every day. It's so amazing. So whether somebody joins as a member or not, just to learn and meet somebody else in this world is amazing. And I've had business analysts say, as the CEO, as the president, that's the worst place you can put your time. And I've always fought back over the years to say, no, that's the best place I can put my time because that's what keeps me alive. And this isn't about creating roles and positions to be better than or or be seen that way because one of the core messages right from day one, right from day one, January 11th, 2011, is that no message is greater, no message is less than your own gifted message, period, end of story. That is between you and I, and everybody that we meet. So the equality and value is there. Everybody has it in them. Absolutely. And my conversation with you, you solved a couple of issues that have been dogging my steps for about five or six years and offered me an opportunity that led me into authorship, which is after writing a doctorate was the last thing I wanted to do. But the way that you described it with the support, I was like, well, actually, I really want to do it, but I I like the way this is being offered that I can do it. So there was the opportunity to create the sacred space to educate me on this. And I just really valued how you led me through that. It was, it was kind of like going over the rainbow and saying, there's a bigger and better place out there. So why not show up and have a go? (laughs) Absolutely. And that's what it's about. If we can each support one another and each share you know, what we can do to make things easier to help dreams come true, then that's what it's about. Let's all do it together. It's when we want to go, it's when we try and do things on our own that we can get stuck. And we usually get stuck in ourselves. So for example, like writing a book, I mean, oh, so many women, I'm I'm writing a book, I'm writing a book. And 
where are you with your book? And it's typically around that 80% mark. Oh, I just have about last 20%, last 10% to go. Really, there's a stuck. People get stuck there. And it's because what we do is we run up against ourselves. And it takes a lot. It takes a lot when you're writing that first book. A lot of things show up for you. So having a, a surrounding community and it's what pulls us through. And community can take us from our darkest places can support us so that we don't fall, might not excel us or advance us, but it can protect us just to not fall deep. Absolutely. And although I've written a doctorate, it took a song to get me started and it took a massive graphic to get me finished. I'm very creative. And also this year, as I've been podcasting, I've realized I'm a speaker who likes to write. So you build in transcriptions and lots of other bells and whistles. I am working on the doctorate book, one transcription at a time, one episode at a time. So it opens up avenues when you start to get to know yourself well. Just because you may have done a big project that was written based, and even though it was a hard slog, the gift that came out of that was, I'm a speaker who likes to write, so I need to speak my contribution to the world's knowledge base into the world and let um, a transcription service create the chapters. Absolutely. And did you know there's a new Zoom enterprise that we were just learning about? We were doing a teaching that it scribes it all for you. You could literally write your book on Zoom. I was on that call. And I love that. The Zoom boom with the pandemic has been one of the biggest blessings for sure. Yeah, that's a great one. So how do you nurture a healthy growth mindset? Any habits or behaviors or rituals that you find powerful for the work that you do? Oh, yeah, absolutely. One thing that can really take me down is social media. And this goes pre-pandemic stuff. I went through my Instagram as Instagram was becoming new and social media, and there was a lot out there. So what I did was I became very intentional with it. And I set it up with, I found all these positive quote people out there, and I just started following. And so I have a ritual every morning now, and it's a gratitude ritual. And I fill my mind with positive quotes. So I sit, I wake up, grab my shower, grab my coffee, sit and just, just sit, relax. And I go through my Instagram. But what I'm going through is all these positive quotes. Oh, and beautiful graphics. And I love it. And it's what inspired Women Speakers Association when we were setting our Instagram account said, this has got to be a place of positivity and just motivational quotes. And they all have to be by women, women's voices of positivity. And that's what we set our page to be is pretty graphics, beautiful quotes, strong quotes, all by women. So that's the ritual. I love, I just love to be, fill my cup in the morning. So I fill myself with caffeine, fill my brain with positivity, and then I'm off. And very intentional with the people that I surround myself with, very intentional with the people that are in this community. Sometimes we have to weed out, (laughs) right? So there's zero tolerance for any kind of hate or judgments. We don't bring in politics. We don't bring in any controversial subjects into the community. We're just about, let's get your voice out. Who are you? What do you want to say out there? And let's just do it. So. Yes, what a beautiful, beautiful way to stay in the present as well. You know, yesterday's gone and tomorrow's not promised, but you can get really stuck and worrying about tomorrow, which is anxiety, or 
being overly concerned about what's being in the past, which leads to plenty of depression. (laughs) So I love your gratitude ritual. That's really beautiful. So what is one piece of advice that you would give global women leaders other than joining WSA, which I'll have all the, all the links to in the show notes, because that's my piece of uh, ladies. This is a great place to be. Oh yeah. You know, we hear the thing, your time is now, there's no better time than right now to get your message out. But as we look at where our world is today and the experience of disconnection that we're all experiencing, there is, this is the time. This is the time to share your voice. And it can be in a small way. It can be in a big way, but it is the time. I believe wholeheartedly every woman is gifted with a message. And I want that visualization of that small, maybe a small little gift box with, you know, a little blue gift box with a nice little white ribbon around it. And it sits in and you have it and it's special. And it is for you to get whether you give it to one person or maybe it can be multiplied and give to many. But this is what will heal our world. Connection is so, so, so important. And we can connect with using our voice by just sharing words. So that would be my advice to every person right now is please share your voice, whether it's a kind word or whether it's that message that's in you that you need to get out, you know, we'll help you do that. <laughs> you know, be, be a voice of the 21st century. Share your message. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I think we underestimate the digital footprints we're leaving in the digital sands of time. We have a chance to put some quality stuff out there as opposed to this. You can show up in a big way. And if you're creative or you like to, invest in content creation, or you have given a speech or have a story, there is just so much room to do all sorts of good work. And Women's Speakers Association is a great platform. So for any of my audience that are keen to get involved, how do they go about doing that? And I will have all your social media and website stuff. Thank you. Well, first off, for your listeners, something that may help them, what I always like to give is is a gift. It's called a speaker success plan. You can go download it. It's a speaker success plan.com. It's something that we give all our members. It's a guide that helps you kind of just take an inventory of where you're at, where you want to go. And in, in there is a place for you to write down some goals. We also give you the opportunity to share those goals because we want to hear them. We want to see where you're going and what you need. And Women's Speakers Association may not be a place for you today, but it might be a place for you just to get that first step. And that first step is the speaker success plan. You don't have to be a member to have that, but it just keeps you get going and it helps you just start keeping your ideas and moving forward. And if you're somebody, so, you know, and what we call that is really just just to find and own your voice. Now, for some, they may be in the place where, okay, well, I've already found and own my voice here. I know what I have to say. It's time for me to market it. It's time for me to monetize it. I want to make some money with this message, right? So we absolutely have space for you there. But first step I would say is get connected, get that speaker success plan. What we'll do is we will stay in touch with you, let you know of all the different events going on, training so that you can participate and we can help you get to where you want to go. 
Thank you. I really appreciate Women Speakers Association. I really appreciate you founding it with your team. And I'm so grateful that you're in the world. Thank you, Gail. Oh, thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Dr. Michelle St. Jane is a conscious steward of meaningful leadership in the world and the wider cosmos. Tune in every Thursday for real talk around life, leadership, and your conscious journey. Be ready to create and cultivate your dreams and soul-hearted desires. Your support is valued. Please subscribe. Leave a review and a rating. But more importantly, share with your connections.